0: What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that, right? They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rise and Above podcast, a platform for you to share your story. Oftentimes, we all have something that happens to us in life and we have no way of sharing. Many people want an outlet, whether it's writing a book or going on a massive networking platform or starting an inspirational social media account. With the Rise and Above platform, anyone with an inspiring, motivating, or interesting story can come on and share. It could be anything from the struggles of starting a business, the struggles of overcoming homelessness or mental illness. I've interviewed victims of rape, sexual assault, and abuse. There is no subject that is off limits. This platform offers a safe and fun way for you to share your story through a one-on-one experience. If you would like to share your story, the best way to reach out would be through social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook or through email. All the links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Rise and Above podcast. My name is David Hess, and today I have Claretta with me. She is running for city council here in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, So I I don't want to steal her thunder. Um, I want her to give an introduction. So I guess with that being said, how are you doing today, Claretta? I can't talk again. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, I'm okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've been busy, haven't you?
1: Yeah. I've been, well, I, um, so part of campaigning, it takes a lot, a lot of hours and I actually don't make a lot of money. So my goal this month was to work a lot. So next month I don't have to work As much like I'm probably gonna like like work like four or five days so I can knock on doors so I had to like do some crazy shifts this month and so it made me like I'm like I don't want to do that ever again that was way (laughs) too much because like we always do like 12-hour shifts but they always can push you more like you never do less you do more
0: who's pushing you
1: No. So like, you know, when people call 911, if they so if my shift is seven to seven, but if they call 911 at 630, right, I'm going to the call at 630 because the other shift hasn't come in. So of course, I'm probably not gonna get home to 830. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So I guess with that being said, what do you do?
1: Oh, I'm a <laughs> firefighter EMT. <laughs> okay. Um. I I actually have two jobs. Um. Because like rural fire departments don't usually pay a lot. They mm-hmm. v- might have a couple full time staff, but they still don't pay a lot because their tax base is not as large. Um. And so I work there, and I work at a private EMS company.
0: Wow. And you're running for city council. Yeah. Why Why are you doing this?
1: <laughs> Man, because um, well, so. So the main reason was because I saw that Kathy Dunbar was not going to run again. And I looked at who was running at large at the time. It was only Jeff Brown. um, And I looked up some of his stuff. I'm like, this dude is not progressive and the current city council is not really progressive. So I'm like, dang, we're going to be screwed. So um, I talked to some people and we tried to get other people to run and they're like, no, I want to do this. Blah, 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 So then I'm like, dude, I think I got the social capital. And so people are like, yeah, well, then go ahead and do it. So I did it, um, going in with the mindset that, um, you know, I don't have any political um, experience, and so I don't, I have no idea how to really do this. So I don't know how successful I'm going to be, but I know how hard I want to work at it. And it turned out that I had way more social capital than I realized. And so then I'm like, I think I'm going to (laughs) win. And so um, that actually made me work harder because I'm like, if I did not realize that my friends believed in me that much and just knowing that they believed in me that much made me feel that much harder that I had to be in that position. Because it wasn't just like people being like, oh, you're my friend. Fine, I'll vote for you. They were like, oh, my gosh, you're running for this? Like, they would get emotional, which made me emotional. And I'm like, okay, I think this is a big deal or something.
0: <laughs> well, that's really cool. Um, I'm assuming you're you're young, right? I'm,
1: I i don't know. Actually, I'm older than everybody I'm running against. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, yes, I am older than all of We're all millennials, though. So, so- that's not like saying a lot so
0: you're you're adding kind of an a new element to uh city council whereas you're, you're coming in with these younger kind of ideologies would you say
1: i would definitely say that i would say that uh, even though they're younger than me mm-hmm. that they all are doing traditional um, political work and well, like what like they're following kind of the democratic machine and it's kind of like okay. you you make sure not to say anything negative about Um, the other people in your group, because at any time you could need them to be able Mm -hmm. to push you forward. So they're very careful not to really say anything about each other. But at the same time, that means they're not challenging one another when they do something wrong. Right. And um, so to me, that's a problem because I don't care if you're my daddy, my man, my brother. If you wrong, you wrong. And I'm <laughs> going to call you out first. I'm going to call you in. Right. And, and it's right. going to be like a personal talk. But then if you continue to do it, then I'm going to have to do it publicly. And I'm going to have to have some witnesses with me because <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So I don't know what you know about me, but. I honestly
0: don't know a whole lot.
1: Well, I'm about to tell you a little bit. That's, a, that's why <laughs> I wanted
0: to have you on here so I could learn, learn all kinds of things. <laughs> well, so
1: I follow Christianity. And okay. one of the things, you know, it comes from Judaism. And one of the things that they say, like, if you have a complaint against your brother, right, you come to them first <clears> and you talk to them about it. If that don't work, then you bring witnesses. And so to me, that's how I go at stuff. And so this idea of, like, I'm going to protect you just because we're in the same crew. Right. Nah, that's right. not going to happen. I'd rather protect the people because the people need protection more than you do.
0: Well, and that's kind of the problem with uh, politics, right? Like, um, I mean, and it goes all the way up to the presidency, right? Is you get these uh, fringes, you know, these people who agree to one one side, one side fits all. Like, I'm I'm in this party, they're in that party. We stick together, and they stick together. Yeah. Right? That's kind of an issue as far as like when you want to, when you need to work together, is it not?
1: Um. So until recently, I would have said the two political parties are pretty much the same until President Trump, and then he kind of blew that all up, and now I don't know what the heck is going on, but I would I would say traditionally the Democrats and the Republicans, they say different things to us. But if you notice, they don't have problems voting on how much their raises are going to be, what their health care is going to (laughs) be. There's a lot of things they have no problem like discussing with one another. The only times they seem to argue is when it comes to giving us things. And in the end, they still end up with things and we end up with nothing. So I would say that I don't really see that much of a difference between them. Now, we do have this like new group of right-wing people who do not follow um, traditional Republicanism. I and, and the reason I say well, that, so my parents are Republicans. Okay. And a lot of people I know are Republicans and in their mindset is more like, I think people, the regular people, right? They used to think like, well, Republican means I don't want my taxes going to these things because I feel like the churches and charities can do these things. I don't want the government doing it. The government's inefficient. That in itself is not racist, xenophobic, nothing like that. Right. That's just a different way of thinking of how to use your money. Right. And then you have the Democrats that are like I don't think we can trust the people to do this so we should do it collectively and we can you know we can agree that these are important things to do and we can make sure that the people collectively are fed and blah 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 mm-hmm. but in real life don't neither one of them sides do that so <laughs> to me I'm like okay but you see that they're unified for whatever thing they really want
0: right. the, both sides right?
1: they're unified in their own group and they're unified together so what I see on city council is that they are unified as a group for certain things. They don't if you ever watch the city council, they're not arguing all the time. Whenever i read some of their little um their literature and they're saying oh, I want to make sure, you know, I'm not bickering and we're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's what y'all do. That's the problem. <laughs> y'all do that all the time to the detriment of the people because nobody is challenging somebody else's views. And you need to, ch- how do all of y'all think the same way? Don't nobody think that's weird? <laughs> I think that's weird.
0: Um, What specifically are the jobs of city council? And then also, how do you plan on, coming in there and kind of shaking things up a little bit because you're obviously from outside of the party lines. You're coming in you, because you want to try to make a difference. What do you plan on doing differently?
1: Um, so the city council is, the I would say, one of the biggest things they're responsible for is approving a budget. So the mayor, yeah, the major, mayor could say, I want to do whatever. You know, sky's the limit. But the city council has the power to be like, nah, you ain't going to do that. But they don't do that. So basically our mayor gets whatever they want. The mayor can put in whatever they want because generally what I've noticed, city council, they'll discuss it, they'll act like, oh, I don't know, ask these questions. And then they'll all vote yes. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs> um, so that that's their biggest power. They also can investigate city departments. That's something they haven't done either. <laughs> Really? <laughs> so you, you've heard, I'm sure, about the discrimination lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Um, people are coming out right and left. There's a lot of them. Women, black folks, mm-hmm. everybody's coming out. Yep. But at no point did you hear the city council say, hey, I think we need to investigate oh, this. Oh, my gosh. And so then there were, because they, they would... could have investigated it before it became lawsuits, actually, because they did not become lawsuits until like recently. You oh, know what I mean? Right. So they could have investigated them. That's their job. So that's what I'm bringing. What I'm bringing is theories. I'm like I'm, I I want to encourage because the thing about the city council one person can't do anything, which is why I support Oprah Revish for second ward, because um, you need more people and there are already other people with more progressive leanings. Like I would say Brian T Jackson, um, it used to be Brandon Betts. Yeah, we lost him. Hmm. Um, it's cool. We're gonna replace him. So, <laughs> um. But the thing is, you I love can't- your positivity.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can't do none of this stuff on our own. So yes, I can encourage the city council and be like, hey, I think we should do this, blah, blah, blah. Right. But in reality, it's not going to get done unless they agree. So my thing is, um, what I'm trying to do is build political power. I'm not just trying to get into office. Because I tell you this, whether or not I get into office, I'm going to be in a butt in a butt and it won't just be me it's a whole bunch of other people who are thinking similar to me who are like i'm tired of not having a voice and so what we're doing is we're gonna start you know making sure there's people from the different communities who are going to run who are not regular politicians who can help be the voice of the people because apparently our city council people don't think they need to represent marginalized people. They think they only need to represent middle-class and rich folks and they want to forget about everybody on the South side. They want to forget about black people and Latinos. They don't care about the poor Asians. They don't care about disabled people. They mm-hmm. don't care about nobody. Right. So except for people who already have resources, right. but we all pay taxes in some um, shape or form. And so therefore that money belongs to us. So we all should get a say. So,
0: yeah, I think that's a huge problem with politics is once people they and that's the thing, like, I mean, obviously people running for offices, they it's easy for them to be like, oh, this is what I plan on doing when I get into office. But then once they get in, they just forget about the people that put them in in office. It's a huge problem.
1: I would say locally, I don't even see that. No, I think they do exactly what they say they were going to do, except for our mayor. Um, Andy Shore with the one thing right with the one thing with the other stuff, you know, yes, he, he's looking for, you know, economical development. He's doing, he's definitely doing that for certain people, for certain groups, for certain areas. But has he addressed diversity? No. What he's done is, um, I'm going to try to be careful because I know y'all not black. So I'm going to be careful (laughs) about how I say this. But what he's doing is he's putting people in positions who look like marginalized people and have some marginalization, but are not fully marginalized and actually feel beholden to powers. So therefore they're going to do what they say, but they can say, look, I put all these black people in positions. This is awesome. This is diversity and inclusion, but it's really not.
0: I feel like that's, pretty deep thing to say
1: it's pretty obvious though
0: (laughs) i and this is the thing i i haven't been that involved in politics locally um i just recently i actually interviewed andy shore uh this last spring and then uh my um audio (laughs) i did a whole interview with him and the audio wasn't working and so like a couple days later i went to go edit the podcast and i'm like no (gasps) <gasps> no. Oh. Um, so, you know, I, I, I had just recently kind of started following politics here locally. Um, I've lived in Lansing for five years. Um, so I haven't really gotten too like too involved. But kind of seeing how everything's going and being a part of the community and getting more involved in the community, it makes me want to know more about everything that's going on. And um, I would say Andy Shore, in, in my eyes, looks like he's doing a lot of good things for our community as far as, like you said, development and, um, he's always at ribbon cuttings and stuff, <laughs> uh, which seems like a front, uh, cause he did nothing for that. But, um, I guess I don't really know too much about the marginalized people that he's been putting in office.
1: Um, so he likes to take, so I don't know if you've heard his nickname, his nickname is Propagandy, And nope. the reason he got that nickname is cause of his propaganda. So, for example, when you had a firefighter come out and say, "I'm, I'm, I'm struggling because people are discriminated against me and I'm constantly getting attacked and abused and blah blah blah," mm-hmm. and then you have the mayor say, "There's nothing here. That's just one person. He's just unhappy. Blah blah blah," and then you have the mayor do this, um, which, by the way, I also called out the the departments for not having any black women on the fire department for having one ever. Um
0: do they do they have many women on the fire department? They have
1: okay, so in firefighting it's it's a male thing, right? Right. right. Um but when you get into it you realize it's not because of the career, it's because of the gatekeeping. There's mm. a lot of gatekeeping. Um firefighting is like ninety percent Emergency medical services, not actual firefighting.
0: Okay. So, but they right. use
1: this like physical ability test to say who can come in and who can't. Okay. And like, so for example, I did it at um, Lansing and the things, so I had already been through fire school. But the things they were having you do, you didn't have to do in fire school. And they're like, and it's like, if you're a dude, sure you could do it, right? No problem. Right. I, well, not only am I a woman, but I'm a smaller woman. Right. You so, said you're short. How, how tall are you, by the way? Four eleven and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. But on my license, I put five feet because oh, my um. <laughs> well. It gives you, like, a little edge where, they, you know, even though BMI is BS, it gives you, like, a couple pounds, like, that you can have so they won't be like, oh, you're fat. Like, but, um, yeah, and plus my doctors, it depends on the doctor, but my sister has gotten out the measuring tape many times just to prove I was not five feet. Oh, um, She's not tall either. She's five one and a half. Is she so. younger? yeah of course <laughs> those younger <laughs> sisters <laughs> but but so um let me let me see if i can say the numbers off the top of my head so in in general in firefighting um 85 of firefighters are white men in lansing in in everywhere 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 and you know i'm sure you have like in chicago and detroit It's going to look a little different. Right. Because they have 50 to 99% black folks. Right. But it depends. So I, I want to say it was like 20 or 30 years ago, the Michigan legislature said you can't say that they have to live in the city. And that, change things in a bad Mm -hmm. way for places where you have a lot of minorities because then that means they don't that's why our police department is the way that it is right they're not from the city right and if they're not from the city they don't have that investment but they they decided to do away with that so now if we want that change we have to look at the michigan legislature and get them to change it It which they probably won't
0: it needs to be changed it
1: definitely i I think you should police where you live I definitely don't want no police. So the problem is then they think like urban areas are the jungle. When they live in the country, and part of that is not their fault, right? Part of mm-hmm. that is media and right. the n- lack of exposure. Yep. So they come from the country. They're used to a different, you know, way of acting and speaking and right. behaving. Yep. So when they come to the city and they're like, oh, why they do that? Da, 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 this is the jungle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want you calling us the jungle. You don't right. need to work with us if you think this is the jungle. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is people's homes. These yep. are people, not animals this ain't the jungle okay yeah
0: i mean it's a different culture right? exactly i mean regardless of where you're at in the city if you're i actually had a uh, rich griffin on the podcast i don't know if you know who he is but he works actually with a uh, good time makes good sense it's this thing right here oh. um and he was he spent time in prison uh he went in as a juvenile lifer and he came out i think when he was like in his 30s and
1: i'm glad he got out
0: i know well now he's advocating for people who are in prison and that's what good time is is, Mm -hmm. you know like i'm sure you've have you heard of it
1: i have not but you know i hate prison and jail and (laughs) police and all of
0: that so i'm just like
1: oh my gosh that's so horrible why would you sentence a child to life
0: (laughs) well i think he went to jail for i don't want to say what he went to jail for because i don't actually remember exactly what he went in for that was so many podcasts ago (laughs) so um it, it's hard to remember conversations now um but that's one thing you know him and I were talking about is people policing their communities is when when you're not from the area and you're driving through let's say the south side and you're like man this place is the jungle and you see people walking down the street that you're not necessarily you know like uh, like you don't necessarily see that where you're from you're gonna be more apt to put your attention towards them and be like hey what are you doing you're gonna stop them and and frisk them or whatever, and then you're just opening it up for all these situations that we see in the in the media.
1: Mm-hmm. Or if you're like me, experience them.
0: <laughs> or like you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, with you going into office, what are your? I I mean, I, I don't know really know what you can do in the city council, but what is your ideas about the police force here in Lansing? What would you like to see change?
1: So in the in the immediate time. I would like to see that money that's just sitting there so we have I want to say about 14 positions that are just there that are totally funded that's been there for a couple years what
0: positions police police okay
1: and I would like to see that money go back to the
0: community how so
1: Um, and be used in community centers um, be used uh, for therapy just Any type of thing that's going back to the people, I think the people need to talk and discuss how they would like to do it because I don't actually like the idea of the city council deciding everything for the people because our city council tends not to have the same lifestyle as a lot of the most marginalized people and this money needs to be for the marginalized people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would like the community to kind of talk and discuss about what they think the money should be used for and then the city council to vote on that. But um, yeah, that's a lot of money. If you think about 14 positions... That's a and lot how much of money. money that is, because that's health care. That's all of these right. different things. It's
0: probably at least 300000 a yep. year. So for me, that's like... For each position.
1: That's what I mean when I say defund the police. like.
0: So you don't ta- mean actually taken from the police. You mean to all- reallocate. Yeah, I, I definitely think-
1: mean to reallocate. But I do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. I do honestly think that policing is um, racist and classist. And the way that it currently operates... How so? Um, Oh, Sorry, I like to ask questions. That's, no, that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. Okay, so policing in the United States kind of came from two, two lines. And one line of it literally came from slave catching. And so they, when s- slaves would escape and go to the north, they mm-hmm. would send these people to go bring them back. And oftentimes they would bring back people who actually were free and had never been slaves
0: just so they could say they caught them
1: yes yep. <laughs> um and then you have the other half right which came from them the cities or municipalities whatever they were mm-hmm. trying to control the citizens and they usually targeted poor people to keep them in line to protect property not to protect people right but to protect property um none of those things are good the police somehow during this time has created this idea that they are for protecting the people so when we're little kids and we're like oh yeah i want to be a firefighter i want to be a police officer you know you think of this cool person who carries a gun which part of it that we think is cool is because we're americans and we think (laughs) guns are cool you know freedom i mean for real like we like guns we do (laughs) And so this idea that there's this person who can carry this gun and all of our right. best movies are like the shooting movies. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? We think of well, this as a cool person who's the good guy yep. who protects people. But in real life, when you look at paper and you look at the statistics, what you see is you see people being put into a system. Um, my issue with that system is it literally replaced slavery. So during slavery, you had people giving f- free labor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have people who make what, 12 to 40 cents an hour giving you basically free labor and that's all that's happening if you know if you're you're, talking about prisons i'm talking about prisons if you're if you're really rich if you're a white young pretty woman you are unlikely to be put in those positions for a long time um but if you're black latino indigenous if you are anybody who is not in power and don't have influence and money then you are more than likely going to be a slave and my thing is just because somebody broke a law does not mean it's okay to make them a slave. And the idea that we've accepted this is weird and crazy to me.
0: I think that's a huge problem with our with our society in, as a whole is that we're so quick to lock people up for for crimes that aren't necessarily something they should be locked up for. And um, even
1: if it's something they should maybe be separated from society, I actually don't think they should be like locked up in cages.
0: How do you? you I think think you make them animals. Um, I I agree with that statement. I
1: think I think there should be like communities for people who need to to be redeemed, who need to work on themselves, where they're separated from the society at large. Okay. I do not think they. I don't understand where that came from. Why is that okay? How
0: would you? I mean, it sounds good on paper. It's not just
1: on paper. In Norway, they're doing it. Like there are places where they do it.
0: How would you mitigate like? Um, let's say somebody goes to jail prison for like, uh, like, I don't know, a pet, like being a pedophile. So, and then somebody went to jail for, let's say, marijuana. How would you, so how I, would you control that?
1: I'm going to say this. These are just my ideas, right? I'm not saying yeah. this is how it should be done, but you asked me the question. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine things like this. And so one thing about pedophilia is that they found when they, when they looked at their brains, that it's actually something wrong with their brains. Right. So Finding that out for me was mind blowing because I always thought like they were just immorally corrupt (laughs) people, and the thing is, there's something wrong with their brain. Right. (laughs) So it's a sickness. It it is a sickness. That doesn't mean that it's okay because so I read the story about this young man. It blew my mind. Like it was crazy. So he when he was like a teenager, he realized that he liked children. So he went and told his mother, and his mother was like, "What the heck?" (laughs) So she tried to take him to therapists, and all Mm -hmm. the therapists turned him down. This wow. is a teenager who hasn't acted upon it right. who realizes there's something wrong with me. So there was nobody for him to go to. They finally wow. found him a therapist and um they they the thing is it's almost like an untouched thing. Like it's not something that they've tried to do cuz they haven't tried to redeem these people. Right. So um it's basically like, like him and his therapist trying to figure out ways for to help him. And he ended up starting like an online group for people who are pedophiles who haven't actually done it yet, who just think about it. And so they're supporting one another, which just, it just blows my mind in so many ways, but things like that, we like throw people away. Like you're bad. You're evil. Mm -hmm. We don't want you anymore. And honestly, I can't think of anything worse than pedophilia. For me, that is the word that to me, that's actually worse than murder because you have somebody who has to live with what you did to them forever
0: yeah I, I agree with that actually my wife and I were just talking about I was I was telling her how rape is kind of it's kind of a weird I think we were watching like a documentary and I was like oh yeah I was watching a documentary about a, a serial rapist and um, I'm like that's kind of a weird thing like a weird crime to commit because you're you're doing something to somebody like you could you could rob somebody but they're going to live the rest of their life and they'll be fine they'll probably forget about it at some point it's not going to affect them on a daily basis but if you rape somebody, that's going to affect them every single day of their life. Yeah. It's kind of a weird crime that you can, you can do to somebody.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it freaks me out in all types of ways. But I know after I read that story, it made me rethink my ideas because i had been one of those people that was kind of like they should all be murdered (laughs) they should just be gone well and i think
0: that's an easy easy thing to say for a lot of things you know Mm -hmm. like oh he he's a shitty person he did this one time and he just doesn't deserve to be a part of society anymore yeah it's an easy thing it's an easy cop-out when in reality it's a huge issue that needs to be addressed and there's really no easy good solution. It's, it's a, not going to be it's easy. A, it's an extremely sticky subject all around.
1: But it's it feels easy to just throw them all into this like building and put them in cages and right. just throw them food every once in a while and let them come out and exercise. That <laughs> That is easy. Right. So I, I'm, I'm going to say this. One of the things that has impressed me about Lansing, it has challenged me in my Christian faith because I was brought up really conservative and like, you know, Like, yeah, you're bad. You need to be murdered. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. And so seeing people give grace to people that I was taught was, which is crazy, because this is not what Jesus said. Jesus never said anybody should be thrown away, but somehow in conservative churches that got in there, I don't know how (laughs) it just is. But to see people in Lansing like to be so gracious towards people Mm -hmm. who normally society would throw away, I mean seriously, it has changed my mind. Because then I started thinking that sounds more like Jesus than what I learned. (laughs) And so then I started thinking like, what other things am I doing or thinking where I'm not actually doing these things that Jesus like said, where Mm. I'm saying that I love people, but am I really loving them? And so when I think about how we put people in prisons and how we treat them, I don't think that that's right and i don't want to do it and i don't want to be a part of it and i don't like policing because um that type of public safety the way that it's set up mm-hmm. is to me it's evil and harmful i don't think there's anything wrong with having people who are like yes let's investigate this murder blah blah, right. blah. i don't think there's anything wrong with a bodyguard somebody that's like um hey you can't harm these people that's not okay right but i do have a problem with people walking on the street looking for somebody who's just not following rules right because some of the rules are ridiculous they're random somebody decided this is a rule and we have to follow it yeah. and it doesn't harm anybody it's just they don't want you to do it and sometimes it's just something that might harm yourself might right like a like, uh, jaywalk
0: jaywalking i was gonna mention that
1: okay you might get hurt you might not honestly you could get hurt even crossing the street the right way that doesn't make it less likely that you're gonna get hit that
0: and it's not consistent um you know like they they may see it sometimes and then not do anything about it but they might see somebody else do it and be like oh I'm gonna give them a ticket. I feel like giving tickets today. Cause
1: they have <laughs> discretion. They have right. discretion. And the problem is when you have a country that was founded upon racism, right? Then their discretion is going to tilt. They can't help it. Right. That's the way our country is. Like even me as a black woman, I've had to learn how to love myself because everything I've been taught from the media to religion, the way religion is, at least in the United States, mm-hmm. is black is bad. And so I've had to intentionally teach myself no, you're good. You're lovable. What you are is okay. There's right. nothing wrong with you. Right. But it's a message that I have to give myself over and over again because when I look at books, when I look at the things I was taught in school, all those things says black is bad. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. So mm-hmm.
1: if I think that and I'm black, how can a white person look not at, right. think that? Even if they don't acknowledge it, right. how can they not? Because you have to intentionally not be racist so when we say the term anti-racist that's what that means it doesn't mean not being racist right because that's not really doing anything if you're just not racist because we have too many systems in place that are racist to be anti-racist means you go looking for the racism and you destroy it
0: (laughs) i like that i like that i've never heard that and i like that (laughs) um so kind of going back, because I want people to get to know who you are, um, at least my listeners. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people know who you are. Probably, probably more people know who you are than they know who I am. So it's kind of a, <laughs> a dumb thing for me to say. No, it's not. But um, <laughs> Where are you from? Are you from the local Lansing area where you're born and raised here? Mm-mm. No? Can I'm from please...
1: Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Um, my parents um, moved to the suburbs when I was little. Um, I stayed going to church in the city. My family was super religious. Like, my mother's the minister of music, father's wow. a deacon. And
0: What kind of ch- what kind of church was it? So,
1: um, when I was little, we went to, like, a, a Pentecostal church. It was more okay. kind of, like, Kojic. I don't know if you know Church of God in Christ. Super religious. <laughs> Long- women only wear skirts, don't yep. wear makeup, blah, blah, blah.
0: I grew up in a Baptist church, so. Okay. Well, so... <laughs>
1: That's where I started off. And then my parents went to a a non-denominational church that used to be a Baptist church, but they decided they didn't want to follow all those Baptist things. They Mm -hmm. wanted to be more open-minded, (laughs) open-minded. Um, and so then I went to that church and that church, they were really into educating you about the Bible. I mean, it was like, we studied all the time. And so I went to church like three to five times a week, like my entire life. Right. Until I became an adult and decided how I wanted to go to church. Um, but so that has shaped a lot of my views about like everything Mm -hmm. i had a very sheltered life right um even though i lived in chicago because my people would be like those people are bad we're good don't be like those Mm -hmm. people (laughs) yeah
0: and that's that's the thing with churches is they're, they're like that they're like don't go to that church down the street because they're, they're, they're sinners. Enough. They're sinners. They're <laughs> preaching God's word, but they're sinners. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They'll say, mm, they, they're not doing it right. <laughs> right. And I'm like, how do you guys even decide this?
0: How do you know? Have you been? <laughs> 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 like, how do you know? That? I got
1: into this huge, this is going to be off the rails a little bit. But I got into this huge discussion with my mother because there was this one year where I was just like, I want to learn about all the Christians. So I went to all the different churches. Wow. And my mother got mad because I went to the Kingdom Hall. <laughs> They're not Christians. And I'm like, literally they are. I went there, <laughs> they do the exact same thing you guys do. Oh and gosh. she was like, no they don't. I'm like, yes they do. <laughs> they literally pray in Jesus' name. They literally do the oh. same thing. And then she, so then she started, you know, debating like, well, what, what are their theology? And I started telling, she's like, well that's not what I know about them. And I'm like, you ever think that maybe they're not a monolith. Maybe (laughs) Jehovah's Witnesses are different.
0: Right. (laughs) Wasn't Jehovah's Witness created by a man? Yeah. Or by a boy, by like a teenage boy? Oh,
1: I don't know. Joseph Smith. Wait, is he that one or is he the Mormon guy? I get all those guys mixed up. I don't know. I don't know know anymore. They're all white (laughs) men. And I know that they came up with these things in the United States. Yeah. So those are American sects of uh,
0: Christianity. How does your christianity play into politics for you because you said you don't really have much of a a polit like a political background um you're obviously still learning i'm sure and you will be for years to come um how does how does that play into your your ideologies what you would like to see happen locally
1: so i'll say this so um i always thought like ever since college anyway when i went to college initially i went in and i was like i'm going to be a doctor because they make money (laughs) and then i went to michigan state which is that's how i ended up coming to michigan go green (laughs) go white (laughs) i go to michigan state and then i see all these people fighting against like all the isms and it like Mm -hmm. i was like oh my gosh what if i did things because they were good to do I was like god might like that i want god to be proud of me i think i'm gonna look into doing it and so (laughs) i studied political science and in studying political science i learned about different systems i had always thought the united states does it the best and then i learned actually we don't and there's people who bypassed us by far Mm -hmm. and there's other ways we could be doing things so then i was like man i would really like to do that but then i also wanted to be a mother and you know i have a lot of kids and so you know i had that idea of like kind of centering on, you know, being a good Christian woman, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I did that. And then after a while, when I saw what was happening in politics, I was kind of like, ew, gross. I don't even think I want to be involved with that at all. And so I Mm -hmm. became an activist instead where I'm like, okay, I'm helping women who want to have their children where they want to have their children. I'm helping Mm -hmm. women, you know, breastfeed, helping women, you know, whatever it is, you know, get sick pay, equal pay, whatever, things like that. And plus, that was something I could do and still bring my kids with me.
0: How many kids do you have?
1: I have five children. Wow. From the ages of six to 16.
0: I want to know how old you are. You don't look that old.
1: I'm 39. You're
0: 39? Uh Uh-huh. Wow, you look good.
1: (laughs) Black don't crack. (laughs) So, um, So, yeah, so when... You know as as i'm having children and all these things and i'm living in lansing and my views about christianity are changing i'm starting to think like i don't know if i think we should have like a theocracy i think everybody should be able to be comfortable and the more i think about that i'm like i think jesus would be okay with that i like that and so for me I, so jesus was a person who who cared about the most marginalized people mm-hmm. and ate with them and you know communed with them like was with them and so to me this idea that um that the law needs to represent my views to me is like no the law needs to protect everybody's views as long as their views aren't actively harming somebody right um so like to me when people are against the LGBTQ community, that's mm-hmm. act of harm. Right. Um you can think whatever you want to think about how you want to behave. Mm-hmm. That don't have nothing to do with somebody else. That ain't your business. Right. So for me, being a Christian, well for one, I don't I don't believe that Jesus has a problem with people being gay. <laughs> but that's that's my evolving from being in Lansing. Right. Um but the other thing is even if there was something that Jesus had a problem with, um I don't think that we should run the government based upon somebody, one person's religious beliefs. That's silly. There's all these people who live here. You have to serve all of them. So, but my lens is through love. So for me, that's my belief. That's the thing. So to me, I'm responsible. I was
0: just seeing what your shirt said. I was, (laughs) I seen a heart. So I was wondering if you were wearing a shirt that represented that.
1: It it does. It's one of those (laughs) Lutheran things. Okay um the i think it's the elca is open and affirming to lgbtq people which is why that's a church that i am okay with okay
0: <laughs> that's in new Slanting.
1: yes the, yeah well that's the denomination the okay. i don't know what it stands for i haven't been in a lutheran church a long time it's been like okay. four years but because i studied all the different christian <laughs> i'd be like getting them mixed up and I'd be like <laughs> okay they all like jesus okay <laughs> um do but, you i'm sorry oh, real quick do you find
0: yeah. that it's easy to i lost the point that i wanted but it's easy to never mind just never mind <laughs> i was going to ask a question about that and it just kind of slipped away oh i'm
1: sure you remember it again I hope, so.
0: I hope so um
1: but i was just i was just saying that so because i want to make sure that everything i do is from loving people mm-hmm. then i want to make sure that everybody is taken care of us taken care of especially the most marginalized because other people have other resources that they can you know grasp from Mm -hmm. and some people don't and to me that's really important and also i think even if you just think uh on a secular on a world viewpoint that you're a civil service servant, like you're supposed to take care of the people that's your job yeah you know what i mean so to me like it just fits easily with my christian beliefs Mm -hmm. because it's like hey, this is a good way to affect people positively on a larger scale than just in your church. And you don't have to... So in church, the thing that's scary is... People expect people who are not Christians to come into their church to get food and clothes (laughs) and they got to hear you and your weird religious beliefs. No, that's what I like about the government doing it, because you Mm -hmm. don't have to like ascribe to a belief or pretend or you can go in there cussing. You can do what you (laughs) want, dress how you want to dress and you still could get your your free food and your clothes. You know what I'm saying?
0: I remember what I was going to ask now. So you going around to all these different churches and like willfully wanting to learn about all these different religions that are kind of essentially all the same. <laughs> um, do you think that by doing that, it made you more accepting, will, willingly, willfully accepting of others easier? Like it was easier to be accepting of so many different demographics of people and...
1: Yeah, it made me realize that we... Keep trying to make it like they're so different, and it's yeah, not, it's right. not different. They all really want to serve God. They all really they all have want one goal. They do, they all seriously think they got it right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing I like about my church, I don't even know if I should shout out my church, I'm gonna shout out my church, whatever. <laughs> um, so I go to University Lutheran Church, um, and I, one thing I like about them is that they're always doing things with the uh, mosque next door.
0: Oh, cool. Because
1: we believe they're our brothers. And that's like, duh. <laughs> like how are we going to be the Abrahamic religions? And we're like, you're not as Abrahamic as I am. <laughs> like, what? I don't get it. The more the more I looked into Christianity, the more I'm like, I don't think it's as rigid as I was brought up to believe. Mm-hmm. And so I'm OK with that. And it also made me OK with people not being Christians at all. Because right. I'm like, God knows what's good. I don't need to know what's good. Mm-hmm. I just need to do whatever God put me to do, right. and not worry about myself. Right? <laughs>
0: that's that's hilarious. That is so funny. Yeah, religion. It's so funny. Just the the different, like like we had mentioned, the different churches. Like they're an evil church. They're a good church. Don't go there. Oh, it's Baptist. You're going to a Baptist church. Go to a Baptist church. <laughs> You're going to a Lutheran church. Stick with Lutheran. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, so kind of going back on a serious note now um the gun violence in lansing mm. it's it's becoming an issue a big issue it is um there's people are they're shootings almost every day yep what is your opinions and what do you think could be changed in your administration and what would you like see so seen one...
1: changed? I think it's just interesting. People are just now like paying attention to it. It's been happening. It has been been. going up and the people been complaining about it and people ignored them. And to be honest, they didn't even until it went into their precious Rotary park, (laughs) they're precious. You know, you can't touch this. Then it's like, "Oh no, we have to do something about this." But you still don't really see them doing anything to address it cuz they don't care cuz they don't have nothing to do with them mm-hmm. in their mind. Right. Um so for me, coming from Chicago, um to me Lansing is a haven. It's one of the <laughs> reasons why I stay here. Right. It is nowhere close to as violent. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Were you from the South Side?
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Um and yeah, in the Rosalind Pullman area and it was and in the 90s it was. Oh my (laughs) God.
0: Rigid. (laughs)
1: Y'all, I mean, seriously, I have no idea how horrible it could be. So it's not like that here. And so the Mm -hmm. thing that I see is um, like, it could be great here. And the way the violence is right now is actually more interpersonal. It's not random. Right. So that means that we can address it. These are conflict um, issues. Like people don't know how to resolve their conflict and they're young Mm -hmm. and um, they're angry. And let's be honest people are struggling, people are stressed out, people are hungry, people need love. Like, it's a lot of things that are not being met, a lot of needs that are not being met. Um, So for me, that's part of the reason why I'm like, let's defund the police, because we need to take that money back to the people. Because what's going to end up happening is... Um, it's going to get worse. The more you try to ignore the group of people who need things, mm-hmm. there is going to get worse. Right. What I see in
0: well, st- we could put a special task force on it. Wouldn't that be a great idea? No.
1: <laughs> For one, um, this task force—the task force that I've seen them using—is made of um, more privileged people. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter. Just because you're black doesn't mean you can't have privilege everybody has some type of privilege Mm -hmm. and it's like they literally pick the privileged of the most privileged people (laughs) um that's not a task force a task force would be where the hood elders okay where's the ogs where's the people from the community that can talk to the
0: to the young people in the Mm -hmm. community
1: and 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 we need
0: more of like a mentorship
1: it we definitely need a mentorship and that's why i want them to go ahead with advanced peace that's one way of doing it it's not the only way but you can't sit there and argue about this way that way let's just do it let's Mm -hmm. do it let's take care of the people and it doesn't require more policing so the thing what you do is when you have more policing in marginalized communities where they already have bad relationships with the police Mm -hmm. is you just create more volatile situations right that's not what's going to help what's going to help is addressing people's needs yeah um people need mental health okay that's That's the number one that's number one number one number one okay they also need to know um they need conflict resolution skills so they need to um, they need to be trained in that like they need to be able to learn how to okay when I get angry at this person what can I do right. find out what are your triggers like what makes you go off blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. why am I going off these are like deep things that people need addressed. right and and they need places to live the housing is getting ridiculous when you make people think that they all have to fight for resources then they're going to get violent that's anywhere that's not just in lansing that's not just in the united states mm-hmm. that's all over the whole world yeah. wherever you have urban areas and people feel like they have to fight for resources mm-hmm. so what i see with the gentr- gentrification that's happening here in lansing is they're pouring all their resources back into the middle class the middle class don't need them resources why are you pouring it into skating rinks and new parks and <laughs> Uh, new convention centers and blah, 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 this, when you haven't even made sure people got clothing and food and shelter what right. don't nobody think that's weird I think it's weird because most middle class people if they want to go somewhere they can be like I spend my money and go to Detroit right. they can spend their yeah. money and go wherever yeah. we can build that type of stuff here mm-hmm. but there needs to be balance if you're gonna build stuff that's for leisure you still need to make sure you're taking care of the people and you should be putting way more money into taking care of the people than you're putting into leisure that's yeah. I mean it's ridiculous that they are like well we got millions of dollars in grants to do this well you found a grant for that why didn't you find a grant for um stopping the violence why didn't you find a grant for the housing why aren't you making sure that all the low-income housing is actually going to low-income people we shouldn't be having any homeless people unless they want to be homeless and if they want to be homeless we should be protecting them make sure that there's areas that they can be safe
0: yeah that and that's another issue i wanted to talk to you about was the homeless issue because it seems like as i'm driving more like around lansing more and more that there seems to be homeless people. Like I'm sure you've seen underneath uh, the highway, the expressway in Pennsylvania. In and mm-hmm. there's like it looks like an apartment that was dumped up there. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, how is that allowed? Why are we, why is somebody why is there not somebody some government official driving past this and be like, we need to do something about this? So they're
1: doing something is usually putting them in temporary housing, and. They're not making sure that they can actually afford housing and so they end up back in the same situation. Um, because as you know, in our country the amount people make is not enough to right. actually pay. Yeah. I mean, I myself have um you work gone through jobs. foreclosure. Yep, and gone through foreclosure like four times. Wow. Um, but it didn't I mean, we we I don't know, prayer grants, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've lived in the same house for sixteen years. It's been wow. a blessing. Um but it has been a struggle the whole time. Mm-hmm. But let's say for some reason that I didn't get those grants or whatever, and then I could've just been out on the street with all my kids, right. my husband could, and these are things that people don't know that a lot of homeless people have jobs. They have jobs, it's not that they're not working, they don't make enough money. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so, so
0: are there programs locally that can help homeless people
1: yeah yeah yeah. but the problem is the the city government from what i've heard what i've been told is that they're blocking a lot of things with their little contracts they want it to go to this person this person doesn't have the best you know thing in mind for the people they just like getting that money like especially for the temporary housing yeah um so they like to put people in that temporary housing somebody's getting paid for that and um uh, so they don't care that the people are funneling in and out of the temporary housing. Um, yeah, it's, really it's just, sad. A,
0: it's just a bed that they have to fill and they're probably getting paid for.
1: it. Yep. And there are people who yeah. actually care about our people who don't have houses. Um, they're not being listened to. I've spoken to them. Who are they? I'm not going to say because I don't think that they want, apparently they can you tell did me fire. after the podcast so yes, I, can I can possibly reach out to them. Yep. Okay. Yep. um, but yeah, there's people who definitely want to do stuff, and mm-hmm. and they do a lot already. They do a lot of good work. There are a lot of great people in Lansing. Um, our government to me just doesn't reflect the culture I actually see in Lansing.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's one thing by doing this podcast and kind of joining like the Fledge, and we went to an event yesterday at the Fledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I saw it online. Yeah, and um, is that Lansing is a tight knit community. It's really mm-hmm. cool to see how like intertwined everybody is like i interview one person and then i get to talking about another person and they're like oh yeah i know that person I'm like that's this is so cool <laughs> this is really cool so it lansing is a really good community as far as you know the like how intertwined everybody is and how passionate they are about our local local community
1: they are and if they were given an opportunity to actually have the resources of the city mm-hmm We wouldn't be having the problems we're having Mm -hmm. we got all this money they keep trying to act like we don't have money we do have money we are the capital of michigan (laughs) stop pretending we don't have money we do have money you just have certain things that you're used to using your money for you know and maybe you need to reprioritize the other thing they've been doing so you saw how they tried to take the retirees like health benefits what in the world is wrong I with them? I
0: didn't see that. Oh,
1: my gosh. They tried to cut their benefits, like, almost without warning, like, and and so a lot of them who started to find out, then they came up and they started protesting. Oh, my gosh. Protesting against the mayor because he did it without city council's permission. How is that possible? Who,
0: whose benefits was he trying to take?
1: The police, fire, all those wow. city, you know, the city, city workers. Jo- city workers, right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um And... It's, so they were saying, well, we have, these are unfunded, right? They're saying they don't have enough funding. Well, what happened is mayors upon mayors, every mayor keeps taking from the pot. Right.
0: right. <laughs> so you
1: can't blame it on any one person at this point. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah.
1: But that don't make it Okay it right. just doesn't right do you know what i'm saying and so yeah. to me they should be trying harder to make sure that that's not gonna happen they Should be
0: trying harder to put more money back into that pot
1: yes yes and so that's something that i'm concerned with um i don't know how that would work because it's happened all around the country that they've mm-hmm. done that i don't know yeah. how it's legal like i i would how come that's not like this pot is untouchable like i'm so confused about <laughs> how that right. pot wasn't untouchable right. but um, and I found out recently that they can actually change. So let's say that you were a police officer and mm-hmm. you retired and you let's say you retired early because they said, oh, well, we need you to retire early because, you know, it costs too much to pay you, blah, blah, blah. Right. And let's say you paid in you because you, you can pay in your little money so mm-hmm. you can retire early. Yep. Um, that they can change your benefits later, years later, 10 years later. That's not benefits that you agreed to. And the whole reason you retired is because you thought I had all this set up.
0: Right. I was set. I'm good.
1: Right. Now, is the thing. I don't like the popo, but you know what? They did their job. Mm-hmm. so when they retire they need to get everything that came to them right i believe that wholeheartedly. well it's
0: not even just them it's you know city workers like what, like people who work oh in it's the streets, everybody there's it's people who used to clean the streets we right. don't have
1: those people anymore but they used to be we don't? people
0: we don't have people that clean streets
1: no i mean we got the people that do the trucks but there okay. used to be actual so you know how sometimes people are like let's do a cleanup blah blah blah. <laughs> there used to be actual city people who did that wow. but now it's like people volunteering and everybody's right. like this is what why don't we all do this and it's like that should be paid for by the city I don't understand why we think
0: also kind of going back to like giving the power back to the people don't you think it should be something that maybe we agree to do as a community
1: so my issue with Agreeing to do it as a community. Usually, what I see when people talk about these things is a bunch of shame. So they try to shame people who are working two and three jobs. <laughs> right, right. Oh, you need to also be doing this. Right. Okay, who has time to do that? Middle class people. Okay, right. middle class people, y'all go do that. If that's what y'all want to do, you go do that. Me, I'm going to sleep and watch a TV. Okay. <laughs> so well, I mean, I'm just gonna say I'm, and I'm joking because I do right. sometimes help do stuff, right, but I don't yeah. feel that everybody should be doing it. Yeah, everybody I mean, don't have the sh- same capacity.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're working two jobs and you have a family, you shouldn't You shouldn't have to take time from your family to have to go clean up the city because mm-hmm. some other people decided that they were going to throw junk everywhere.
1: Yeah. But um, but, but I do but agree. In the, in
0: the same token, if I'm walking past trash, I'll pick it up and throw it away. Right. But, you know?
1: but in an urban area, it's not just picking up trash. <laughs> right, it's like- right it's a dumpster full yeah
0: there's a bed and <laughs> what am i gonna do with this
1: <laughs> and so and, and it's lovely that people in lansing do that yeah but what i'm saying is there actually were people who were paid right. to do I that. i see what you're saying i was, I was just
0: playing devil's advocate <laughs> um so during covid uh, a lot of people lost jobs uh a lot of businesses closed like local businesses mm-hmm. um what would you like to see happen as far as local? I mean, I, in my eyes, a lot of businesses have actually opened too since COVID.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: a lot of people decided that during this time, you know, I'm tired of working this bullcrab job. I'm unhappy. I'm just going to put my time and effort into something I actually want to do. Um, what would you like to see happen as far as businesses locally? And what is your opinions about the businesses that had to close down?
1: Um, so one, I am very sorry about the businesses that had to close down. Most of them were small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should be, um, investing in our small businesses. I don't like that. We keep giving these big companies tax breaks when we need the tax money, obviously. Um, but then you got the local mom and pop shop and they struggling, um, So like, you know, when they decide they want to do all this revitalizing downtown, okay, well, why don't we revitalize like businesses, the local businesses, things
0: that make it downtown,
1: especially if it's in uh, in the South side, like they act like the South side don't exist. There are people with businesses there. Nobody's doing any sprucing up, you know, on the South side. That would be Mm -hmm. awesome. If somebody's like, let's develop the South side.
0: You know? yeah, yeah and to
1: me, I would like to see development that.
0: Do you think that this is and this is again kind of uh, devil's advocate mm-hmm. but if you start developing like let's say the south side, Do you think that would push out the people that are there now because of course
1: if you're not giving the money to them to develop right I'm not talking about giving it just to some developers so one of the things the idea is one of the ideas I've had is that if somebody wants to come in a big company and develop Mm -hmm. they should be required to give some money to like a pot for small businesses because a lot of these bigger companies can push out the smaller companies and I also think that if we do have those big businesses come in they need to be paying a living wage they can't come in here if they pay below that, then they mm-hmm. don't get a tax break. Mm-hmm. If I, I think we should I think we yeah. should stick hard on that. I don't think there's a reason not to. If they want to come over here so bad, they want a tax break, then they should do things that are going to be good for the people. So yes, you definitely what's happening right now is the people are getting pushed out. They're they're pushing they're trying to ghettoise Lansing. They're making areas better that already were decent and the areas that are bad they're not doing anything to And it's just making it worse. I actually lived in an area that was redlined and I had no neighborhood association, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Nobody to speak for us um, because a lot of the people who lived in my area were renters. I owned my house, but a lot of people rent it. Um, And now because the housing market is so crazy, there are people who bought those houses who normally would never
0: bought houses. there. Eh? They would
1: never have lived over there. Right. Never, never, never. And it's so weird. And it's like, you're like, I'm watching my neighborhood transform around me. I'm looking at the market at what my house is worth. And I'm like shocked. Cause <laughs> I'm just like, and then I'm nervous too, because that means right. I also can't afford to get another house. So right. I have seven people in a three bedroom Cape Cod. Wow we don't fit in there
0: right right
1: but i can't afford to buy a bigger house because we're getting outpriced like you know there's people who have big money they obviously are not from lansing and i know because i've gone and knocked on people's doors right um and i'm like oh where you're from and they are like oh i'm from blah 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 and i'm like why did you come to lansing (laughs) (laughs) it's so random we're not even talking about college students yeah we're talking about people who just were like looked at a map and was like I'm gonna get a house it, here, and that's
0: real strange. And that's one thing I was actually talking to Mayor uh, Shore about was that I was like, you know, the, it seems that there's a lot of um, uh, what did I say to him? It seems that there, like Lansing's growing like tremendously. Uh, there's development going on everywhere, um, and I, I think I was asking him like what the percentage of people coming here is from other locations, and he was he was saying that's pretty significant. And I'm like, why? What's here? (laughs) What's in Lansing, Michigan?
1: I do know they're opening because they're giving these tax breaks Mm -hmm. to these bigger companies. Those companies are coming out here with their people.
0: Like the, all these weed businesses. Not, Um, no, I'm talking about
1: like Wayfair. I'm talking about like, Wayfair's
0: here. It's about
1: to be here. Oh Oh, yeah. It's about to be here. It's about to be a few places like that. That's coming here.
0: Because the only thing I could really think of was, um, there's a, there's a, like a weed place that's based out, out, I think out of, Boston, and I was talking to a lady at a restaurant mm. who works there. And then they, I found out later on that they bought the old Summit, and I'm, and so it's going to be huge.
1: I'm sure that can be happening too. Yeah. Um. I didn't know that there were a lot of weed places that weren't local. I'm still learning about the weed business. I've been talking okay. to the cannabis brothers and sisters trying to find out <laughs> what's that deal. Cause I'm just kind of like, Oh, you know, I thought everything was cool with weed here and mm-hmm. I'm finding out it's not, really? That there's been a lot of, you know, well with the city council and them kind of restricting so many things. Mm-hmm. And there's another thing coming up about, um, um, I, I guess about, uh, about the growers and stuff like it's all this different stuff going on and i'm like okay i need to talk to these people because i don't so i don't use weed so i don't know anything about that right, stuff right. but i support people wholeheartedly and <laughs> i think it's a, a good business i think it's a good health benefit um unless you're smoking it guys <laughs> <laughs> smoking is always bad um, i'm saying this as a firefighter and even <laughs> bonfires are actually not good for you but um
0: no smoke is good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: isn't, but it smells so delicious. It does. It I does. love a bonfire smell.
0: Do you, like, smoke anything, like, on a grill?
1: Oh, yeah, barbecue.
0: Because so, that stuff's not good for you either. I heard. Right? But, but I think but it's, it's still...
1: in large quantities. Like, right. everybody does, every you know, does something that's not <laughs> that great for them. But in large quantities, yep. you know, it's not good for you. That's why you'll see firefighters with, like, you know, cancer and stuff like that. Right. Um, but... I do I I do know that that there are other companies coming and they are bringing people. Can you say? I already said one. I'm just saying that there so there are people <laughs> from the east coast and the west coast is coming okay. here. That's why they're able to pay so much. For the housing here, because that's nothing to them. Right. So to us, we're like a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm not paying a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for a three-bedroom, and yep. they're like, that's it. I'm used to paying five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I'll pay for that. <laughs> so yeah, our city's being. So I just think they need to. We need to keep some affordable housing. Mm-hmm. They need to be, and I think we need to have some like you know, oh, you've lived in Lansing this many years, blah blah blah. Your taxes aren't gonna go up. Blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Right. There just needs right. to be some type of protection because yep. we don't want to end up like what happened in New York, like in Brooklyn and yeah. uh, what is it, um, Bed Stuy, where these were predominantly black areas and they had black businesses and da da da. And then like you know, some hipster white people come over there and they're like, "This is cool. I love it." And then <laughs> next thing you know, the black people are all gone. Right. The black businesses yep. are gone, and now you got Starbucks and yep. Panera and. And the bad thing is that these are chains. It's not that they're different businesses. It's that they're chains. Right. So So local people aren't benefiting from
0: it. So the businesses coming here are chains as well. Yeah. 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 Hmm. i don't like that i mean the good thing about that though is that they do hire people in our community
1: if they're paying good enough it's good right if they're not it's not right there's plenty of jobs now i'm sure you've heard we can get any job we want to get yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've I've been thinking about it i'm like should i try to get a different job i don't
0: know well now would be the time (laughs) i know
1: right but then i like finally got a job that i kind of like um they don't pay a lot but i'm like you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to tempt fate,
0: right. You know right. life
1: is stressful yeah. sometimes it's it's better to have a low stress job and little pay yeah than to have yeah. a high stress job and a lot of pay right so. exactly
0: <laughs> exactly. Um let's see here. I'm gonna try and think of other questions I had for you real quick. we're we're coming up well, we're over an hour. um well i have two questions here i reached out onto the 517 page to ask because i said i'm interviewing you today and so i wanted people to send me questions and only two people did but um one of the questions is from adam grant and he is uh a former um he was formerly incarcerated he was in prison i think for 34 37 years for an R or he he tried robbing a bank so, he's now out and he's working Such with- That is a long um, time. It is a very long time. He was actually on the podcast, <laughs> um, but he works with Nation, o- Nation Outside, I believe is what it's called. Um, but his question was, what are some of the jobs that you would like to see returning citizens doing in your administration?
1: I would like to see them doing whatever they wanna do. Um, unless it's like, you know, like directly like, oh, I was like, a white collar person who took money you know and so right. maybe you shouldn't be working in treasury <laughs> you know not yet anyway you know maybe right. we gotta do some some proofs or something like that yeah. but i don't know i just don't believe in throwing people away so honestly i'm mm-hmm. like i don't like i don't understand why there's this rule that like you can't hire felons and right i just don't understand the purpose do, of that do
0: you know who uh, henry myers is Mm-mm. or Meyer? My- he uh owns the east side fish fry Oh. Um, and he hires nothing but felons. Cool. He was actually on the podcast, too, and unfortunately, that one didn't record. No. Same thing. Same th- actually, I think it was the same day as I interviewed Andy Shore.
1: <laughs> I hope mine is getting recorded. <laughs> it is. It
0: is. Everything's <laughs> been fixed since then, so you're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, any jobs that they would like to have, I, I would want for them to have. I don't. They serve their time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem with uh, people who have done something wrong and then w- we just label them. like, Okay. They're, you know, they shouldn't be a part of society. They went to prison. They don't, they don't belong. They don't, they don't throwing deserve. Them away. Yeah. It's throwing, it's throwing them away. away. I, I don't like that.
1: I don't like it at all either. I don't think that, like, I think you can do, I think it's okay for you to be able to do background checks. Right. But does everything need a background check? Like <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> like what, what would you say you don't need a background check for um i would say housing
1: definitely you don't need it for housing um i mean i guess i don't know i'm i think i'm a little bit like i don't know why everybody needs to know your business i just don't understand that right. um
0: but i guess again i could see it for housing
1: Yeah. Okay. So I guess when it comes to sexual predators, people want to know. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can just look that up. Right. Why does that need to be a reason not to get housing? Right. What like what's the thought process behind that in limiting somebody's housing?
0: Or how about during the application process, we just put it on the application. Have you been convicted of a a crime of this sort? If you say yes, then you can't house here because there's people that have kids that live here but
1: maybe i just i don't like it i don't know i just i don't like this idea that we feel like um
0: because everybody
1: can do that everybody could say you can't live here because there are children here right so then where are they supposed to live
0: right (laughs) that's true
1: (laughs) and then then they i don't know i just i don't like that type of stuff i don't understand like, it's, it's like we're saying we're protecting people, but we're really not. Because mm-hmm. it's not like we actually do all the things we could do right. to protect people. Because there's things we could do, right? right? Like, we can make sure that we're actually paying attention to that registry. Right. Do they? No, they don't. Yep. But they block people from getting housing. That's not the same as actually protecting people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is like when somebody buys a house, like let's say my neighbor, I have a new neighbor. Let's say I have a new neighbor and he's a sex offender. That doesn't stop them from selling him that house and I have kids. Right. You know, it's not like they're going to be like, no, he has kids. You can't, you can't live there.
1: Right. No, not if he buys a house. Only for renting.
0: <clears throat> Only for renting. So why is it that way?
1: Because they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't just, know, I, I'm i the wrong person to ask about yeah. those types of things because I'm just like, let people try to be good before mm-hmm. you just assume they ain't going to be <laughs> <laughs> and right. help them to do it right help them make sure they yeah. got the resources hey what do you need do you need this do you need that but blah, right. blah, blah, blah. are they in therapy mm-hmm. can we give more scholarships to people going to school to be therapists matter of fact right. all therapists should go to school for free that's my belief because we well, need it that bad yeah
0: <laughs> I agree and th- a lot of therapists need therapists
1: <laughs> you can't be a therapist and I have a therapist that's not wise
0: no <laughs> I would say not <laughs> That's a, that's a question I wanted to ask you. So, obviously, you work two jobs. You're running for city council. That's a, probably a high-stress thing as well because you're dealing with the community. You're dealing with social issues. You're dealing with a bunch of different things. You're dealing with people who aren't necessarily looking for your best interest. I'm assuming it's stressful as well as your your personal life, your family, your kids, everything. Just everything going on. I know my life gets stressful. How <laughs> would you manage stress do you do you work out do you how how do you manage um, do you meditate
1: so one i think i don't realize how stressful things are okay um until somebody's like oh my gosh how are you doing that so i don't be thinking about it i just do <laughs> you things just do you know it. you're a doer um, but i will say when i do feel stressed out i'm one therapy definitely prayer and church Singing, dancing, hanging out with my friends. I'm an extrovert, so the more I'm around people. Mm-hmm. So that's the one good thing about this whole city council thing that's so weird to me. Like, being around people makes me feel good. So it kind of makes it not as stressful. The parts that are right. stressful is like the the paperwork, like the <laughs> let's figure out how to raise money so we can right. send out milk. That part's stressful. But like talking to people about what they want to do for the city, that's not stressful to me. Um, I would probably give up one of my jobs because I would be able to afford to because the city council gets paid more than I do. Wow. So that tells you how poor I am. Wow. (laughs) So I could give up one of my jobs.
0: And what's crazy about this is you have to fund it all your, your campaign, right? Yeah. Or do you have like sponsors?
1: I mean, I go begging. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I do. I call people all the time. Like, what, what kind of sponsors do you have? Do you have like businesses that sponsor you? What, you know. kind, what kind of sponsor? Do you just have like friends donating or? Uh
1: People in Lansing.
0: Just people in Lansing. People I didn't even know,
1: <laughs> and they're like, "I believe in you," and I'm like, "Shoot, for real? <laughs> That's awesome." Um, so I did get um an endorsement that was supposed to come with money. It hasn't come yet. Okay. So I have raised fourteen thousand dollars just off people wow. saying they believe in me. Wow. No big business, like right. literally, just I believe in you. Wow. Um And. I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I don't know.
0: That's truly amazing. <laughs> um, how do you feel? Your how do you feel, obviously you said in the beginning of the podcast that you feel like you're going to win. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about your party winning? Like you you and then also uh, you're also running with Oprah, and then oh um, uh, Kathy Dunbar, I Kathy support Dunbar. them.
1: I definitely support them. Um, what do you
0: think the chances of them winning the election is?
1: So I want to be positive about it and say, yeah, they're going to win. But realistically, this is a hard fight. It's not like it's a hard, not like a hard fight for us. Um, Where they have more money than us because they got the fire union, the police union, the plumbers and pipe fitters. Mm. Um, They got those people giving them money. Um, I've got people giving me $7 and 77 cents. But do you know how much that touches my heart? Like yeah. somebody gave me $7.77. I wrote them a love letter, okay? Because I'm like, that was, I remember when I gave to Bernie Sanders. Mm. When I gave $20, that was $20 that was supposed to be for lunch. Right. But I'm like, I believe in you, Bernie. <laughs> so the idea that somebody gives me that small mm-hmm. amount is bigger than somebody who gave me $1,500. Right. right. <laughs> it's like huge because it took a lot for them to do that
0: yeah absolutely
1: yep um so no i don't have any big um i mean i've got some people who endorse me but they didn't give me no money like that uh yeah. the green party gave me two hundred dollars um mostly it's been indiv- it's seriously been individual people my brother mm-hmm. and like this lady i used to go to church with were my biggest donors wow <laughs> my brother i called oh, him buddy. i was like hey so limit is like 2100 so <laughs> how much can you give me that's close to 2100 <laughs> He like i don't got twenty one hundred dollars i said that's okay whatever you can give me i'm a dick and he gave me like eight hundred dollars wow
0: my brother that's is a bomb <laughs> he's
1: he my baby brother i love him to death that is
0: cool that is cool does he does he live here in lansing no
1: my family lives in, in illinois
0: okay and what do they think about you running for city council
1: my parents are hilarious so i told you they're conservative right and republican <laughs> and they were like well i don't believe in your politics but i like that you care about people that's and what's so, most important and they're like well i don't think i've raised you that way but at least you're talking about jesus <laughs> so they're weird and they gave me some money that's cool so that is
0: really cool It's kind of interesting that uh people that don't live in our community are donating money to
1: well it's my family
0: right right yeah
1: <laughs> it's you know, call your cousins. I like, got oh, my cousins give me twenty five dollars each.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. And it, it all all adds up.
1: It does. It added yeah. up to fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> and so people can talk about me all they want to, like, oh, she doesn't have this and she should've started this, that, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know what? People love me, they believe in me because they know that I love them and I believe in them and yep. that's how Lansing is and politics needs to get with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one more question. Um, and this is from an, an anonymous person, <laughs> but he's big. I want to say he's big in the arts community here locally. Okay. Um, so his question is how important do you feel the arts are to the future of Lansing? And do you view the arts sector as an industry here locally?
1: Hmm. I never really thought of it as an industry, um, it seemed like, well, it's probably trying to become one because, you know, mm-hmm. they're trying to capitalize off everything. <laughs> but Lansing is, you know, like, Lansing is, like, very, like, artsy, you know. Yeah, it's very every, hip. It's, and everybody's into art. And when m- right. my kids first started school here, they had art teachers. Like, literally, they had art class yeah. every day. Wow. So, and then they stripped the art and the music and the gym. Um wow. And so their teachers try really hard to replace that. And then we've had community members step in and be like, well, I'm going to teach this and I'm going to teach that. Wow. But then COVID happened and they didn't want let none of us in the school. Right. So that sucks really bad. But um, I think the arts are important. Um, they're part of Lansing. Yeah. I just, since I've been in Lansing, like actually, I've never really been into art like that, except a very specific type of art. Like I really like comics and um, black art really like comics i like, collect comic like comic books. books i collect comic books and like marvel toys, marvel type stuff dc, or DC. but DC. i mean <laughs> i probably got a marvel or something my husband's into marvel i like dc <laughs> i'm like wonder woman um i like a lot of independent comic writers and stuff like that but um they i they made me like kind of interested that was the first time i actually tried to paint something for real like was here in Lansing and making a bowl I made a bowl here like I never (laughs) would have thought to do that when I was in Illinois like um, no that's definitely a part of Lansing I never thought of it as an industry though I do see that they're trying to make it that way Mm -hmm. and I think that that's good for artists to get money Mm -hmm. but I just don't want to see it uh, become corporate
0: right right (laughs) and the individual that asked I don't want to give too much information about him because he wanted to be anonymous but I feel that he doesn't want it to be corporate either yeah so um that's one thing I, I would have to say about Lansing is that especially by doing this podcast I've realized that a lot of people um, are are artists and there's a, a, a lot of different types of art and a lot of people find like a it's a way for people to express who they are and, and themselves and their emotions and everything and i think it's kind of cool that it adds that hip vibe to to lansing like if you go through um uh, i mean they have like different like statues not statues uh like sculptures and uh
1: and a murals, murals and stuff. all stuff
0: through through town i think it's, it's really cool yeah,
1: yeah it is everybody it's like everybody's an artist um i am not good at drawing <laughs> me neither but my kids they went to school here they taught them so little they are very Good, like when I see my kids' art, it's but it's because they taught them at a very young age, right? It's part of Lansing,
0: yeah, yeah, it's definitely part of Lansing, yeah. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't think of any other questions. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to promote? Uh on the podcast i i definitely need people go to claretta dot org.
1: i need people knocking on doors and passing out these signs i got a long list of people who want signs uh, wow. otherwise i'll just be doing it myself um going all <laughs> well, over the city
0: you had somebody working for you because somebody came to my door like uh the week before i was actually supposed to interview you <laughs> And I'm like I'm actually interviewing her in like a couple days <laughs> and they're like what really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I have volunteers but um they're volunteers and so you know
0: right yeah it can be flaky <laughs> so, you, know, I'm just
1: saying, you know um but they all love me their heart is there you know um but yeah i need more so i think okay. people just get burnt out and so yeah. you know if other people are willing to take their place and pass out these yard signs that would be awesome um on the money tip y'all can always give me money but actually i'm gonna ask you guys to give money to kathy dunbar and oprah revish um because i think i got enough to do one more mailer so i i think I mean, I'm, there's probably some other political things you're supposed to do with the money. I don't know about that. Um, but I know that they need um, money to do all their stuff. Like, Kathy definitely needs to reach out a larger group of people. And Oprah needs to, in order to defeat the other guy, like, she needs more money, Um And because she works so much, so she doesn't have as flexible a job as I have. Mm. And so it's been harder for her to be able to get all these things done. Um, So, yeah, give Oprah Ravish some money. Give Kathy Dunbar some money. How
0: can they do that?
1: Oh, Lord, you're going to ask me their website. Go Google it. (laughs) Go Google I know Oprah's is like Oprah Ravish for War Two or something like that. (laughs) And then I think Kathy Dunbar is just like – kathy dunbar for mayor or something so you
0: just google them and it'll google come him okay and give them some money okay, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you for doing this this was a pleasure and i hope that in a when when is the actual election november second okay
1: but people so. are voting now because absentee ballots went out this week oh okay which is super exciting
0: <laughs> i've <laughs> been you, losing my mind you probably won't know any any results right no
1: they don't count absentee ballots are counted last oh so like the day of the election, the yeah. primaries, I was losing my mind because I was in <laughs> second place with, on the day of votes, but I didn't have enough money to send out mailers with the absentee ballots because I don't know political stuff. I didn't know right. that was such a huge deal either, but I yeah. came into the race late and um, by the time they counted absentee, I was in fourth place. So this time I was like, oh, I got to <laughs> get those absentee because over 6,000 people voted absentee. Wow. And only 15,000 people voted.
0: Wow. So. That's crazy. Yeah. And a population of what? 118,000. 100- 118. That's insane. Well, hopefully 118,000 people vote <laughs> this coming election. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think the voters would be eighty, like 85,000. Yeah, because
0: that's just Lansing, right? Like mm-hmm. like just the, it's not Ingham County. It's a.
1: Well, 85,000 is registered voters.
0: Oh, Okay. Okay. Something like
1: that. I'm rounding. Okay. So it would be nice if 85,000 came out to vote. But they got to get excited about it and they haven't felt excited. They feel like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. These people trying to screw us. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that I'm trying to talk to more people about me because I'm like, I'm definitely not going to screw nobody, not intentionally. And if I do hold me accountable, I will apologize and do better.
0: And I think that's what's important. I think that's what our local politics need. We need somebody who's from our community, somebody who's not from a privileged situation obviously you're you're hustling every single day to make a living for you and your family yeah you know you work hard um and you're running for an off an office position and you're obviously going to work hard when you get into office too
1: yep always so, work hard for the people oh wait before we finish i'm supposed to say like these things i see, I don't <laughs> talk like this but you're supposed to so i'm supposed to say i've been a resident of lansing for 16 years i am a firefighter emt i was in the army reserves as a combat medic and a mental health specialist i went to michigan state university and got my degree in political science and elementary education i have five children from the ages of six to 16 and i've been married for 19 years bam
0: why are you supposed to say that i
1: don't know they always (laughs) want to know that stuff and then people be all like and i'm on this board i'm not even going to go into the board stuff because that's annoying to me i don't know why i have to say i was on this and i did that yes i did that stuff google it
0: Mm -hmm. so what what are you going to do now you know like (laughs) that's awesome well thank you for being here it was an honor to talk to you and i hope that in a few weeks we can have you back on and hopefully you won yay (laughs) All right, thank you. Go vote.